0: The new normal, Q4 2023. Here we are in the final quarter of 2023, and things are looking relatively stable for a change, or at least as close as we've gotten in a few years. On top of stabilizing logistics and the sea market, Peru containers have started landing with Colombia and Rwanda close behind. Logistics, port, and warehouse updates. Demand in the ocean freight market continues to drop as we head into Q4 2023. Rates between China and the U.S. West Coast recently hit pre-pandemic levels. Spot rates on all lanes have experienced significant declines since pandemic highs, and overall capacity continues to exceed demand. Demand typically increases somewhat in early September, as shippers prepare for China's warehouse and port closures during the Golden Week holiday in early October. We expect to see some increase in ocean freight rates, since shipping lines tend to increase their blank sailings and last-minute cancellations during this holiday period to offset the dip in demand. Other impacts to ocean freight in Q3 2023 included drought conditions in Panama, affecting sailings through the Panama Canal, and hurricanes and tropical storms in Atlantic shipping lanes bringing delays and unpredictability to some transatlantic routes. U.S. ports are generally stable, with congestion at relatively normal levels, and wait and dwell times down on average. The U.S. West Coast ILWU members officially ratified a new six-year contract at the end of August, ending a 13-month-long stretch of negotiations between dock workers and West Coast ports that threatened to disrupt trade and led many businesses to shift volumes to the U.S. East Coast and Gulf ports. The East Coast and Gulf's ILA Port Worker Union Is a year away from the end of its contract with port operators and will begin negotiations soon. In the domestic LTL freight market, this year has seen some high-profile bankruptcies, including one of the nation's largest freight and trucking companies, Yellowcore, which shut down operations at the end of July. Slowing demand for freight, high operating costs, and lower freight rates has put pressure on carriers this year, many smaller carriers leaving the market. Driver shortages continue to be a concern. We expect freight rates to increase again, driven by rising diesel prices, a smaller pool of carriers, ongoing driver scarcity, and a seasonal uptick in demand for the holidays. Supply, demand, and the sea market. This quarter has seen an interesting moment in the sea market. In addition to continued stabilizing and downward trends, the market has moved out of the negative switch it has been in since late 2021, early 2022, marking a possible return to a certain type of normal in the coffee buying world. A negative switch is when coffee in the future is cheaper than coffee in the present. During a negative switch, the closest C market terminal month would be higher than subsequent terminal months, making spot coffee more valuable than coffees afloat or still waiting to be harvested. In that scenario, Demand exceeds supply because roasters want coffee now and aren't as concerned about coffee in the future. What caused the negative switch? Likely a chain reaction of the effects of the pandemic. Large commercial roasters that supplied offices, airlines, and other then-defunct distribution channels were sitting on years' worth of contracted coffee that was supposed to support just a few months. Many of our roaster partners ran into the same issue. In our sphere, once our clients roasted through those positions, there was reasonable anxiety about forward booking. No one wanted to hold coffee as no one knew how or when demand would pick back up and what distribution would look like. Toward the end of 2021, as roasters were clearing those initial positions and people began to go out again in greater and greater numbers, demand picked up faster than that new angst-ridden acquisition mentality accounted for and spot coffee became more valuable than future coffee. The sea market turned upside down in a negative switch. Now, finally, this past quarter, nearer term coffee are cheaper than those in the future. We're out of the negative switch. What does that mean? Things don't look like 2019, but no longer do they look like early 2023. Roasters are beginning to thoughtfully purchase coffees and hold positions with confidence. More than ever, we are trying to have these conversations as we work with roasters to book coffee. What are you planning on using this coffee for? How much are you planning on roasting on a weekly or monthly basis? It's a great moment to work towards a new normal with high-level forecasting as part of it. Peru Southern Peru experienced a lengthy drought in June through August. Typically, it rains at least a few times during this period, encouraging ripening. This year, it didn't rain at all in Cusco or Puno. In some areas, like Cusco's Incahuasi Valley, producers are used to watering coffee trees at least once a year and were able to increase frequency accordingly, saving production from drought effects. Harvest is peaking with a small delay of a few weeks. In other areas of Cusco, including Calca, most producers do not water their coffee trees, so production is down. Some parts of northern Peru face the opposite problem, more rainfall than usual in June through August, making parchment drying difficult. Current weather is sunny and drier than usual, ideal for drying coffee. Production is up in northern Peru this season. In Peru at large, total 2023 production will decrease 3% over 2022 due to high temperatures in several coffee areas. In El Niño phenomenon, this decreases parchment yields by stressing plants, stunting coffee growth. This phenomenon is clear in northern, central, and southern producing areas so far this year. Since higher altitude farms in northern and southern Peru are at peak harvest, We're beginning our busiest month in the lab and dry mills as we cup, mill, and ship. Pandemic-related container shortages have finally resolved. Bookings with shipping companies are readily available and logistics are moving relatively smoothly. A drought affecting the water supply in Panama Canal is causing delays for containers headed to the Gulf and East Coast, but thus far, it is only slowing shipments down by five to six days. We continue to monitor the situation closely. Colombia. Second semester harvest has officially kicked off and should peak in November-December. Heavy drought conditions due to El Niño will keep production subdued into the new year. Flowering for the first semester 2024 harvest also appears to be hindered at intermediate elevations to a degree. From Johan Pena at Asocafe in Insa, Cauca, the higher altitudes have seen promising effects from current summer conditions in terms of flowering, but farms around 1,500 MASL are starting to see negative effects of El Niño. Lack of rain in the months to come will breed potential concern for the size of the 2024 harvest. Colombia has witnessed some of the planet's worst inflation rates since 2022, but is finally seeing a small degree of relief, with rates dropping since the midway point of 2023. Rwanda Rwanda's 2023 harvest has come to a close. Lower production, which is part of a biennial cycle of higher-yield years, followed by lower-yield ones, typical to this area, and high prices were the hallmarks of this season. Nationally, cherry prices were high for the second consecutive year. NAEB maintained the previous year's minimum price of 410 Rwandan francs per kilogram of cherry, a 65% increase over 2021, when the farm gate price was 248 Rwandan francs per kilogram of cherry. In the Yamashake district, where we work, March through June, rainfall supported good cherry development. Kanzu's high elevation slows cherry maturation and reduces pressure on farmers to pick their coffee all at once, encouraging selective cherry picking and positively impacting the quality we see in the cup. However, the region experienced a 15% decrease in coffee production this season, driving up competition for cherry and local prices by extension. Our partners at the Kansu washing station paid cherry prices of up to 705 Rwandan francs per kilogram this season, nearly 72% higher than the national minimum price set by NAEB. Looking ahead to next year's harvest, we expect 2024 to be a high production year, and early September rains look to be supporting good flowering. Additionally, coffee trees planted in late 2020 and early 2021 will be entering production for 2024, further increasing the likelihood of higher yields for next season. Mexico. Early strong rains over the summer and slightly earlier than usual flowering seem to be setting the stage for an early harvest, possibly as early as November in some lower altitude growing areas. Producing partners and the Red Fox team have been engaged in off-season quality improvement workshops with producers. On the political front, Mexico seems poised to elect its first female president in next year's presidential election, as both leading political parties have announced women candidates. Turf wars between rival cartels continue to plague and terrorize residents in rural towns in Chiapas near the Guatemala border. The area has seen increased kidnapping, extortion, and shootouts in recent months. Cartels are fighting for drug routes, as well as migrant smuggling and human trafficking. Mexican President Andrés Manuel López Obrador plans to meet with U.S. President Joe Biden in the coming months to address the worsening migrant refugee crisis at the borders and drug trafficking. Ethiopia. The 2022-2023 crop has been a struggle on all fronts across the trade. High cherry prices this past November through February coupled with government-mandated minimum export levels, have now equated to a surplus of both washed and natural coffee stocks in Addis. Quality control at the dry mill and export levels will be of even more critical importance than normal this coming winter into spring. Heavy rains in July and August have eased and the weather outlook is positive for the coming crop. Our supply chain partners expect a similar volume of washed coffees to 2022-23. Both cherry and import prices are expected to drop from the past two seasons, though we'll count those chickens when they actually hatch in January. The political situation has reignited in Tigray, with violence across the area for more than a month. A six-month state of emergency was declared for the Amhara region on August 4th. Kenya The situation around coffee marketing and exporting in Kenya remains volatile and unclear. Nairobi's coffee exchange has reopened, but due to lack of export license renewals, most exporters have not been able to participate in coffee purchasing. The government now requires export companies to apply for a new kind of license. And at the moment, less than half of the purchasing parties in Kenya can participate in the exchange. Our partners there have been keeping us up to date on where things stand. And many of the washing stations are holding their coffee until there's more clarity. To add to these issues, Many export entities are now looking at laying off large portions of their staff, as many of the biggest buyers have had to look elsewhere to fulfill their purchasing volumes. For example, due to the lack of certified coffee through the exchange, some of the largest grocery and chain store buyers have had to reduce or cancel contracts. Typically, when supply has been low, it's driven prices up in the exchange. But because the reason for scarcity is systemic issues rather than crop size, the price of coffee has actually dropped over 30% on average. Although the outlook is currently bleak, we have faith that our strong ties in Kenya and our commitment to spending time there will see another year of delicious coffees arriving quickly. As with every other year, we love seeing our customers roasting these special coffees and look forward to buying them again. Guatemala. A sourcing partner reported that March-April flowering in Huehuetenango was good with rain up 15% from 2022 and 34% over the historical average. July saw an even larger increase in rain as the region experienced a transition between La Nina and El Niño weather phenomena, additionally producing a heat wave. From the global agricultural network, production costs increased 60% and few farmers can afford specialized labor to identify and harvest only red mature cherries, reducing overall quality. Guatemala's coffee planted area remains steady but may shrink slightly in the middle term as other more profitable crops are starting to substitute some coffee areas. Despite the challenges of global weather patterns and increased production costs, we are looking forward to the coming harvest season with the focus of expanding our reach in Huehuetenango. Politically, on August 20th, left-leaning Congressman Bernardo Arevalo won a runoff election against Sancha Torres, with nearly 61% of the vote, in what was seen as a landslide victory, and is set to be inaugurated on January 14, 2024.